0: We are moving this morning into a new Advent series, um, and it, that series is uh, Christmas themes that are in the book of Luke. So we'll be looking at several uh, Christmas themes that you find in the book of Luke. Uh, the theme today uh, is prayer. It's one of the themes you find. It's a Christmas theme that you find, and, and we'll, we'll see that as we open the Scripture You've already heard, uh, read uh, uh, from Luke chapter 1, and I'm going to pick up reading again in Luke chapter 1. I'm going to pick up reading again in Luke chapter 1, but I'm going to read from verse 8. Luke chapter 1, verse 8. Luke chapter 1, verse 8. We're reading from the English Standard Version Luke chapter 1 beginning at verse 8. It says now while he was serving as priest before God when his division was on duty according to the custom of the priesthood he was chosen by lot to enter the temple of the Lord and burn incense. And the whole multitude of the people were praying outside at the hour of incense. And there, were, there appeared to him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And Zachariah was troubled when he saw him and fell upon him, fell, and fear fell upon him. But the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer has been heard, <clears throat> and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John, and you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great before the Lord, and he For the Lord, a people prepared. To make ready for the Lord, a people prepared. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we pray, God, that we would be a people prepared. Let your word be open uh, now, Lord. Lord, um, let it be holy to us. Uh, Let it shape and uh, transform us, Lord. Let it uh, uh, direct us in your will and point us to your way, God. We thank you, Lord, uh, for your word. Lord, I I ask for a fresh anointing to to preach and an anointing to receive your word, Lord, today. Father, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight because, Lord, you're my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Um, Prayer, 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 prayer. I I was taught uh, that when it comes to prayer and his people, God always answers. When it comes to prayer and his people, God always answers. Um, At the risk of sounding a little uh, charismatic, uh, this is what I was taught. Um, But I have this pragmatic and, and just logical side to me that, that is always working overtime whenever someone tells me something and since this didn't seem to be my experience my first response to hearing that claim that, 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 that God always answers <clears throat> was to consider that it was just another a cliche that, that people in the church used. Um, that was my first response. Then I I heard and and actually paid attention to the explanation for uh, that conclusion that he always answers. And it was simply that God always answers in sovereign wisdom, sometimes with yes, sometimes with no, and sometimes with wait. But that's an answer, isn't it? (laughs) Uh, uh, Since the Lord already holds the answer before we even ask, I believe that in the process of a faithful prayer, God prepares the one asking and waiting for his answer. Um, This is a a prayer process. Think of prayer as a process. Um, the, The title for the text is People Prepared for Answered Prayer. People prepared for answered prayer. Um, the, the the thought that you'll you'll see um, is that prayer sets the stage for the unfolding of God's plans. Prayer sets the stage for the unfolding of God's plan. Sometimes prayer is an afterthought to a lot of us. It's just a thing we do. Uh, Fifteen seconds here, a minute there, but it sets the stage for the unfolding of God's plan. Three truths uh, surrounding prayer that that are found in the text is one that the, the the hopeful expectation of God fulfilling His promise is evident in the prayers of the faithful. Uh, second it, is that God's responses. Often take longer than we hope and show up in ways we don't expect. <laughs> These just truths that are in the text. Um, and, and third, God answers in ways that advance His promises toward fulfillment, while demonstrating still His grace and His power. Uh, God, uh, uh, when we when we might say something about our plans, we, we might say there's a method to our madness. But God doesn't have madness. But He always is working to advance toward the fulfillment of His promise with grace and power. This this book of Luke, we were in Luke last week, but just as a as a backdrop, uh, Luke in Luke we have a, a spirit inspired orderly account of eyewitness testimonies concerning the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. We have it here in Luke. Uh, it portrays the, the good news of God fulfilling his promises to his people in Jesus Christ, which then opens the floodgate of his blessings to all people. We, it, Luke unfolds this process here, starting, starting at the beginning, Luke introduces some of the characters involved in the story. In, in verses five through seven, we meet Zechariah and Elizabeth. It, it says, in the days of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah of the division of Abijah, and he had a wife from the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking blamelessly in all the commandments and statutes of the Lord. But they had no child because Elizabeth was barren and both were advanced in years. Uh, Luke reminds his readers uh, right away and us that, that the, the, the things he's going to be laying out for them uh, he, they happen in a real historical time and context with with real people with with lives that can be confirmed. These are, this is not some fairy tale. It's an eyewitness account of the things that happened. Um, uh, he, he uses markers, the days. Of King Herod, he says that that would have been uh, from thirty-seven to four BC. Those, those were the days, the time of King Herod in his in his ruling. Um, we we won't get into Herod's resume uh, right now, but 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 his his ruthless life is on record as as one that was completely contrary to what God desired for His people. Herod, 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 um, but with the Striking contrast. Luke paints this picture. Um, uh, he, he shows Zechariah and Elizabeth and how they represent everything that the people of God were supposed to be, as opposed to, to Herod. They, they were faithful and sincere in their worship of the Lord. Even their, their marriage both of them, both of them being from the priestly family uh, of Moses' brother Aaron, uh, uh, this was a picture of the lie of lives devoted to God. They were, they were ideal. They, 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 they came from a good family. Zechariah had a prestigious, godly job but still their their station in life doesn't exempt them from the problems of life. Um, They were doing God's will. As ideal as they may have been, they they struggled with the burden of being childless. Um, uh, Painfully, the, 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 the text points to Elizabeth as being barren and then it heaps on top of that, the fact that they were of old age, uh, uh, literally far along in, in years. Uh, uh, King James puts it like King James can only put it. They were, uses the words that they were well stricken in years. They were up there. Um uh, uh this this combination of things it gives a sense of uh, of hopelessness and Luke wants us to feel that in, in this in that area of their lives a sense of of hope anyone I, I don't know if anyone's ever been there to that place where there was a sense of hopelessness but here here, here you see it happening in in the, in the lives of Zechariah and Elizabeth their condition also it, it it adds a sense of gloom and longing to this scene because being childless in this time and, and culture, it was often seen as, as di- divine disfavor from God. It, God was frowning on them uh, in, in the eyes of, of culture. Uh, so, so not only could the family not experience the common joy of, of having children, but then... Shame was attached and tacked on to it. Um, get a feeling of of, of of where Zachariah and Elizabeth were. Um, that that feeling was the was the overall feeling that was 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 kind of looming over the nation. Many people in situations like this just decide to to blame God and walk away from him. I'm doing all you ask me to do, God, and you're not answering my prayers. You're not doing what I expect. But in all this, we find uh, Zachariah still faithfully serving and praying. Even with things looking like a a lost cause, uh, uh, there there seems to be a a holding on to hope in God having no idea of what God had in store. Uh, Although Zechariah and Elizabeth faced a personal battle, faithful prayer will move them beyond their own story to a larger story of God's purpose sometimes we get caught up in our own situations and don't catch the big picture. Uh, that, remember that, that, that first truth, the, the hopeful expectation of God fulfilling his promise is evident in the prayers of the faithful. Now, While he was serving as priest before God, when his division was on duty, according to the custom of the priesthood, he was chosen by lot to enter the temple of the Lord and burn incense. And the whole multitude of the people were praying outside at the hour of incense. Being a priest meant that it was Zachariah's job to represent the people before God, Uh, because there were so many priests, uh, they, they were broken into groups and that took turns doing things at the temple. The temple was a big deal. <laughs> Working at the temple, being allowed in the temple, it was a big deal because it was the place where God had promised to meet with his people on earth. It, was, it, it represented God's presence with them the temple. The temple, it was divided into different parts where only certain people could go. Uh, It it had a court for the Gentiles, the non-Jews. It had a courtyard for the women, then then a yard for the men, then one that was just for the priest, and that was all outside. That's before you even got in the building. Um, inside there were two main rooms one where only the priest could go called the holy place and one where only the special priest the high priest could go one time a year called the most holy place that place it was like being able to walk right into God's living room but only the high priest got to go in there Jesus fixed that, but that's another sermon for another time. Look, about about two times a year, Zachariah's group got to go and do uh, 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 go and do uh, do some work around the temple. They they had this good problem I saw in the text of having too many people available to take on the work of the, the house of God. Uh, they, that's a good problem. They, so, 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 so instead of randomly sending, so they could be, they could be particular. Instead of so randomly sending someone into the house, to, into the uh, to the holy place, they ask God to identify who should go in by this process of casting lots casting. I think it's been compared to, to, to rolling dice. I, I think it would be equivalent of, of, of someone drawing the short straw. I, I don't know if y'all are old enough to remember that. that you, somebody holds straws in their hand and one of the straws is short and everybody take a turn grabbing one and the person that gets the short straw is the one that's it. But, 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 but it, it, even, even though it, it, was, uh, uh, it seemed random, this is, it wasn't about luck. Proverbs 16 and 33 says that the lot is cast into the lap, but it's it's every decision is from the Lord. Uh, this is how the this is something the your, the Lord used then to help them make decisions. This day, out of thousands of priests, Zechariah's group was scheduled, and out of hundreds more his number was picked to go inside the temple and burn incense on the altar. Now, with with, with so many folks in a group, this was a a once in a lifetime chance for a priest. This was a big day for Zachariah. Um, um, We we need to know that, that it was no accident that he was the one that got picked to be in the house of the Lord on this day. How intentional do you think God is? It, it's no accident that you're in the house of the Lord on this day. It's intentional. Um, despite whatever was missing in Zechariah's life, this would have been a good day for Zechariah. Probably the, the highlight of his, of his life. Anybody remember just a day that was like the pinnacle of your life? Uh, 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 this, this, this would have been that. I mean, I, I, somebody winning the Heisman Trophy, uh, uh, an Oscar, a grand, This would have been a day that he would never forget. Um, the incense, the incense. Uh, uh, inside the holy place, the incense, uh, there was an altar for the incense, and it was supposed to be kept burning daily in the holy place uh, uh, according to instructions in Exodus chapter 30, uh, verses 7 and 8. Um, before the morning and evening sacrifice, it was, it was refreshed, it was burned. The sweet smell of the incense rising up to God represented the prayers of the people. So the incense was supposed to rise. The offering of incense there inside of the holy place, uh, uh, it coincided with the hours of prayer in Jerusalem. It, 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 line, it lines up together. Scripture says in verse 10 that, that while Zechariah is offering the incense that a large group of folks all stood outside doing what? Praying while Zechariah burned the incense. Um, see see the, the unity of the people of God in prayer, uh, in prayer with expectation and hope, even in the face of what's going on, this scene pictures of people gathering at God's appointed place to raise their hands in prayer to Him. Life for them, as God's people, it was not looking like His promise. They, they, there was cruel leadership. There was uh, uh, cruel rulers. Um, their sacred land was occupied by unholy people, people who cared nothing about God. The people would have been longing for God to act and bring his promises for help. God said, God, you said, if We prayed. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, you would help the people here like Zechariah represent that faithful remnant of Israel who were holding out hope in God in spite of what things look like. Uh, 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 faithful people like like. Anna and Simeon, that, that, that we'll meet in chapter two. We're not going to talk about them now, that were, that were expecting God to bring his salvation. They would have been in this crowd around the temple praying. In these corporate prayers of the people uh, led by the private prayer of Zechariah inside, we see the stage being set for God's plan to unfold. Luke takes us back to the when did God start moving in this thing? uh, It says, and and there appeared in verse 11 to him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. (laughs) People had been praying and this thing had been going on morning and evening for for years and years. But today, (laughs) the angel and Zechariah was troubled when he saw him and fear fell upon him. But the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zachariah, for your prayer has been heard. And your wife, your prayer has been heard and your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son and you shall call his name John. John, John. It it had been 400 long years since the prophetic word given through Malachi had been received by God's people. It had been quiet. Uh, uh, It it, it had likely been uh, uh, at least 40 years since Zechariah began praying for a child. But today, was today God would send a message for his praying and his waiting people. Uh, The truth, too, was that God's responses often take longer than we hope and show up in ways we don't expect. Here it is. Verse 11 says, an angel appeared on the right side of the altar. God sends a messenger Uh, in, in response to the angel showing up his sudden arrival there in the holy place, which would have been dim, uh, uh, and angels usually appear in brightness. In in response, Zechariah it said he was shook up on the inside with fear. It's like when you were younger and you took one of those snow globes and you shook it like that's what was going on inside of Zechariah when this angel showed up. And I'm not sure, it doesn't say what the angel looked like, but anytime you read about an angel uh, showing up, folks are usually terrified. Sometimes they fall down like they're dead. Uh, and, and they need to be reassured or touched by the angel to not fear. The angel has to tell them not to fear. I, I This is not in the text, but... The, these angels likely don't look like the chubby little babies playing harps with wings on the clouds. I'm just guessing, because a chubby little baby probably wouldn't make you terrified. The angel, the angel has to calm Zachariah down, letting him know that he, he, he's there with good news. Because uh, uh, sometimes an angel could show up. You don't know what message the angel is showing up to bring. He could be showing up to say, God's had it with you. He could be showing up like he showed up to the Assyrian army when they were trying to, bes- uh, uh, they were besieging the people of God and 185,000 of them, gone. He could have been showing up, but he says it's good news. Good news he's showing up with here. God has heard and answered your prayers, Zachariah. We, 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 we never get to, hear Zechariah's prayer. This It gets a little technical here, right? We, we don't get to hear Zechariah's prayer on the inside, but surely he'd been in a holy place praying for Israel, uh, which which was the calling of the priest to represent the people before God. It, it, so so, so we, we, we know that that had to be some of the substance of his prayer also being an old man now, would he still be asking God for a child? Uh, with, with, with Elizabeth also being beyond childbearing age? Even, even with the, the, the biblical examples of, of women unable to bear children being made able by God, Hannah, uh, Samson's mother, Rachel, Rebecca, and especially Sarah uh, who was also well beyond childbearing age when Isaac was conceived. Um, Even with these examples, uh, we know from Zachariah's uh, response in verse 18 that this wasn't the answer he was expecting. He wasn't expecting uh, to hear this from God. He could hardly believe it, but, but, but likely, uh, more than likely, as he was praying um, for the well-being and salvation of the nation, there burning incense, he had this prayer in his heart. It was there. Um, but after all these years, God was answering not only the prayer for a son, but was opening the door to answer the prayer for Israel's deliverance. There is some good news going on. God, um, the angel keeps reporting, sharing the message. God uh, knowing now and and naming, uh, um, this is no happenstance or by chance, this is intention. God knowing and naming the child John uh, um, before even his unlikely conception took place, was a reminder of his sovereign power and his grace. God says his name is going to be John before he even gets here. Uh, John, you know that's 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 a common name now. Uh, um, sometimes you say John, you got to say which John. But John's name had meaning here. God gave him this name. It mean it, it meant. Uh, Yahweh is gracious, or the Lord has shown favor. It's what John means. It's what his name would mean. Every time Zechariah would look at or call his son's name, he would be remembering and testifying that God has shown grace and favor. Verse 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 14 explains that. In John's birth, God's favor will not only flood Zachariah's life with pure delight, but his grace will also overflow into blessings for others in the nation. You see, whatever was in Zachariah's heart, it it overflowed. Uh, This answer was beyond what he could expect or imagine. Uh, uh, Other folks are going to have reason for joy when John comes on the scene, the angel makes this clear. Not, not, not just because of the wonder of his birth, but because of the purpose that God has given him. The angel says, he's going to be great before God. How could anyone be great before God? Look, uh, that, that's, that's, that's like holding a flashlight into the sun <laughs> but but John is going to be great in this in these ways in God's eyes and God's estimation. He's going to be great in character and calling by the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. He he'll be great in character by humbly making himself completely available for God's use. You'll hear, you'll hear John uh, uh, say I must decrease and he must increase. Um in, in all of his life, he, he'll have a complete devotion to God's agenda. How's that sound to you? Um uh, um um he, not only will he be great in, in, in character, but, but he'll be great in calling as the forerunner to the long-awaited Messiah. He, his calling, his character, <clears throat> uh, uh, he's going to be great in the sight of the Lord. Zachariah, your, your, your prayer is being answered in triplicate, quadruplicate, uh, and if I knew the rest of them, I would keep going. Listen, it, the, the angel gives some instructions. He, and because of his great calling, uh, he needs to be set apart. He needs to be set apart. Verse 15 says that that he won't have any wine or strong drink. Uh, he He won't be controlled or influenced by what the world is controlled and influenced by what the world relies on for joy he won't rely the same way wine and spirits can control the way we walk and talk john is going to be filled and controlled by the holy spirit controlling the way he walks talks probably even how he dresses his whole life long. The, the, the Holy Spirit is going to take hold of John while he's still in Elizabeth's belly. Now Lord, Lord willing next week we'll hear more about the work of the Holy Spirit in all this. It's another theme you'll find in Luke in, in, the, in the part two book of Acts, the Holy Spirit. But, but I, I, Zachariah is mine has to be blown. Uh, not only did Zechariah not expect to be having a son, it, let me back up. <laughs> not, uh, he didn't expect to be meeting an angel <laughs> next to the altar of incense in prayer. But he didn't expect to be having a son. There's no way that he could have thought his son would play a part in ushering in the fulfillment of God's purposes. He, it, it wasn't, it, it was beyond what he could ask or think or imagine. Listen to his assignment. Listen to John's assignment. Um, I, let me just pause. Do we, do we, do we pray? <laughs> it, it, thinking that God could answer in ways that we would never expect. John's assignment said, and he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God, verse 16, and he will go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready for the Lord a people prepared. Remember remember uh, that third truth. God not only displays his grace and power in answering prayer, but he advances his long-awaited promises toward fulfillment. Um, the angel directs Zechariah's attention back to the word of God that is found in Malachi, uh, please uh, take time, your quiet time, read Malachi. It's only four chapters. Uh, read Malachi. Um, he, he, he points back to, to, to what's written and alludes to what's written in chapters, uh, chapter 4, verses 5 and 6. Um, he makes known that John will be the prophet that the prophets spoke about. In, in, in John's ministry, the brokenness of human relationships and faithlessness of Israel toward God that the prophet Malachi uh, addressed in his book will be again called out into the open John's going to John's going to going to going to put people on front street they say um, empowered by the spirit of God John will will operate like a modern day Elijah among God's people proclaiming God's word with broad, bold prophetic authority. Uh, those who hear John, those who, who, who hear him, who recognize the Spirit's power and God's promises, beginning to be fulfilled and John will repent seeking God to restore both their horizontal relationships, fathers, sons, people, community, uh, uh, the horizontal relationships of their community and vertical relationship with him. Um, When they hear the preaching, uh, they'll be getting ready. God's people will be called to order. From disorder, as God Himself, uh, uh, you, you, you know, you, in, in a courtroom, sometimes the they, they, the crier will call out, "All rise," uh, uh, or, or, or before uh, an important session is about to start in in the Congress, so they call it to order. God's people here will be called to order as God Himself, in the person of Jesus Christ, prepares to enter into the world. This this repentant turning back to the Lord that John will start to usher in will prepare God's people, placing them in position to receive the promises of God that they've prayed for. John's going to show up and get things in order. Now, what about us? In in, in uh, like 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 Zechariah, Elizabeth, and, and others in this text, some of us may may uh, ha- have been praying and waiting for God to do something in our lives or with our lives. Uh, some somebody here might have felt like they were too old or too young or too far gone or too empty or too something. But I'm here to let you know God has a part for you in the advancing of his kingdom. Um, And we set the stage, we prepare through prayer. Pray in a way that sets the stage for God's sovereign plans. How we do it? Pray faithfully. Not giving up when you don't see the results in the time or way you expect. Pray faithfully. Pray beyond the boundaries of your life. Not only uh, with your, 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 your private desires, but seeking alongside others to advance God's purposes in the world. Pray beyond the boundaries of your life. We, we want to set the stage. And, and, and lastly, pray with anticipation of him fulfilling what he's already promised. Pray with anticipation of him fulfilling what he's already promised. As we celebrate in this season what God has already accomplished in this first advent of Jesus Christ, as we rejoice in it and celebrate, uh, um, our hearts need to also be drawn to prayer and praying expectantly with an eye toward the second advent And all that that's going to bring. We've experienced the first advent. and We rejoice in it. But God has more. And if we want to set the stage for God's sovereign plans, we should be praying with the anticipation of him fulfilling what he's already promised. Amen.